Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel? That hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports. That boy is good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. This brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I'm medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Opening up with a combo. Hey now. Yes, baby. (laughs) A little hey now. Joshy Josh, what's happening? Welcome to the Daniel Baldwin Show. I'm happy to be here. Of course, you know how to get in touch. 4ESPN44, 315-4ESPN44. Text line 2880644. And of course, at ESPN Syracuse on Twitter. Man, let's uh, let's go right to it. Let's let's talk about headline national news. This is no longer rumor, has it? Headline national news. Mm. They're asking for quotes from Joshy Josh yeah. and myself and Larry. Well, that's the thing, Daniel. They didn't ask for Larry. They quite didn't upset. ask for Larry. We'll we'll get into it. Larry's quite upset. I'm, he was I'm left Larry, out. Larry's want, been crying. Larry's been, been crying. Robin Baldwin on Robin the mic. Robin Baldwin. And I am the Mike, and I'd like to say hello. Robin is in the house. The rumor mill that we're talking about is that this show, mm-hmm. in just three short weeks, now behind, of course, the great K Rock Josh Thank show, you. but Thank in you. the sports arena, we're creeping up in even with acts now. National coverage today. National Daniel. coverage today. National coverage today. They're talking about national coverage. Do you believe in miracles? He didn't even have it. <laughs> he didn't Did he, have you it. asked him. <laughs> Larry. It was the one thing. Yeah. Larry got yeah. one the first time in all these shows so far. I'm in the bathroom. I know. He told I'm, us. Yeah. I'm on the stall. Yeah. He's at the loo. And I turn around and I say, hey, bro, can you pull up the uh, the Al Michaels call of Dubli? Yeah, man. Let me go now and get that and ready did. for you. he did. He did. It just wasn't. Came in and got it ready. You want to try it Thank again? You do you want to so do much. it again? All right. Ready? ready, ready. So, so they're, they're calling it a miracle. Do you believe in miracles? You can't get him twice. No, you can't. You can't get him twice. That's no. why he's Larry the Legend. That's Larry the Legend he right there. He's Larry the Legend. Wasn't Larry Bird called Larry the Legend? Yeah, probably, but he's less of a was. legend than I think he was. Magic, magic is tragic, but Bird is the word. Ooh. That's one I remember. So we are the most downloaded show at the station. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, look, obviously we are a threat right now. We are a threat. To everybody. I mean, absolutely. We are a, we are a, a combo, a duo, if you will. I see it. I see it. So we're talking now about... A national podcast, mm-hmm. hats, shirts, win a dream date with Larry competition. Now that's going to be a big. That is going to be big. We're going to have Robin. We're gonna... Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> we're going to have we're gonna have Robin come in and judge that. Oh, yeah. Robin, are you game for that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you got to screen. you got to screen all the dead wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadwood. <laughs> including the, including yeah. the Deadwood. Even Larry's if Larry's face. Wood is dead. <laughs> <laughs> including the Deadwood. <laughs> oh, no. It's been a while. It's been no, a while. Why though. did that just happen? Why did that just happen? We do. We got national coverage today. Did you see that? Radioinc.com talking about the great Daniel Baldwin show. It, you know, it's creeping up. There are people out here in Syracuse, and we think that we need to share this 
with more than just our mighty, incredible Orange fans mm. and start to talk to the world. Yeah. You know, we, we believe that we have a message to the world and we're going to do some stuff today. Of course, we're going to talk about things that happened that we were talking about yesterday. And of course, we'll cover some Syracuse basketball today. Uh, and, and, and we have broken the story. We have broken the story mm. about the national publication of this possible this possible national Yeah, do you want me to read a little bit of it here? I, I think you should, please, Josh. ESPN Syracuse has created a new local sports talk show featuring Daniel Baldwin. The Daniel Baldwin show has been airing for two weeks in its regular time slot from 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, Daniel is the main host, and he is joined by co-host Josh Grossfent of the show on K-Rock. Daniel says, Alec, Billy, Stephen, who? Welcome to the Daniel Baldwin show. Like, that's... that's uh, <laughs> Larry. And Larry and Robin. They forgot Larry, Larry and Robin. Larry, Ed Levine, the great. Ed Levine says, quote, The Daniel Baldwin show does not fit into the typical sports show mold. Although Daniel knows every bit of his X's and O's, he will weave stories in and around the scores. The show has a spontaneous and fun feel. Think of it as an intermission to your day of sports talk. There you go. National well, coverage. And you know, and when you can garner mm-hmm. a comment from the great one. Yeah. I mean, this is like getting a comment from Joe Montana. It's a big one. Wayne Gretzky, Mario one. Lemieux. I mean, you know, th- this is Ed Levine. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is renowned worldwide. I heard there was a lot of chatter about us last night at the exhibition game at the Dome. Was there really? Paulie reporting back. Oh, what, a lot what, of big what, names. What did Paulie have to say? He said a lot of big names are saying, you know, I really like that Daniel Baldwin show. I wow. like it. So, well, yeah. you know what? I would like to say thank you to those people because, mm-hmm. you know, these are the people that keep us in business. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I'm very, very excited. That. Let's talk a little bit about, though, uh, SU basketball. Please. So last night they've got, uh, you know, middle nowhere, nothing state, <laughs> um, southern Connecticut state. And yeah. I believe at one point in the first half, we were down by 20. It was quite embarrassing, yeah. It, yeah. Was it Was it like 20 nothing? Or, uh, it, was a, it was a run. I, I, let me get the box score up here. I know it was, it was embarrassing and they were scoring very little. Well, you know, and as we talked about it, why do they play these games? They're, they're uh, you know, really a lose-lose situation. I get what Coach Beheim and the staff is doing there. they got to get these guys clicking together and moving the ball and doing the things and running their plays offensively and defensively. Um, you know, so you, you, you probably don't want to do that first few times out against mighty ACC opponents. Southern Connecticut State jumped out with an 11-0 lead in the very beginning of the game. Southern Connecticut State. Well, I want to announce now, along with the fact that we are rapidly becoming the number one show, probably mm-hmm. in the state of New York soon, sure. um, um, that I do have one year of eligibility left. Wow. And, I, and at 57 years old, honey. To play? Honey, can anyone stroke it from deep? Right <laughs> honey, you're the most amazing three-pointer ever. <laughs> no one strokes you from deep Nobody like the does. doctor, baby. Nobody does. No, sir. And I got a witness. Larry needs a schwitz over here. He's Larry, getting Larry, a little steamy. Larry's Hi, Larry. Apart. <laughs> Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. Larry. Born to love. And my name is Larry. Name is- and I love all the girls of the world. Uh, so so here we go. Uh, Bayheim goes in at halftime. I mean, I would have hated, even in an exhibition game, to have been in that locker room. I yeah, mean, you can't they, come out against that team and look like that. Yeah, uh, if they're playing poorly, I'm imagining that the the backups are going to beat Southern Connecticut by 20. Now mm-hmm. they ended up winning the game, indeed, by 20. They outscored them 54 to something in the in the second half. But mm-hmm. whew, boy, you know, I, I'm, 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 that makes me nervous about it. is Cornell good? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, uh, well, yeah, we were talking to some guys uh, before the show, and they were saying if you if you play an ACC caliber team like you played Southern Connecticut State, you're going to 
get beat by 40 points. It's well, going to be embarrassing. Well, yeah. I think it was Paulie was, you know, yeah. he, he's, you know, somebody who's very, very savvy and learned. He's got, you know, over a decade of experience in, in traveling with the team. Oh, I believe. Yes. So he really knows Syracuse basketball in and out. And to watch him say something that's that strong mm-hmm. a statement, you have to take that pretty seriously from somebody with his experience. Yeah, he watches every game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I let that settle in for a minute thinking, yeah, what happens if you play one of the top four? What if you play Duke and, and you play at that level? I mean, you're going to lose by 50. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, those teams are that good. So this may be a learning curve year. When I spoke with uh, Coach Beheim at an event not that long ago, he said, you know, we, we've, we lost four starters. You know, we've got uh, some young guys coming out. And we've seen his program with young guys all the way back to a national championship team with Carmelo Anthony was only a freshman, you know, produced. But – what will the learning curve look like here? It, you know, uh, when there was, a, I told you on Twitter, a questionnaire about Syracuse basketball and the expectations, um, you could pick, will they win less than than 15 games, I think it was, will they win 15 to 20, 20 to, to 25, or 30 or more, whatever it was. And so I looked at that and I thought, they're going to win 15 to 20, 20 maxing them out. And when I hit that, that was 51% of the voters felt that that was mm-hmm. the expectation this Majority, season. Majority, yeah. I think that's a lofty expectation for a team that only has one returning starter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that means they're going to have to find a way in a, what, they have a 35-game schedule, 34-game schedule? It's busy. It's a busy schedule. So that means they're going to go 20 and 14. Um, that's 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 a, that, that's a, a tournament number. I mean, they're a bubble team at 20, I'm sure. And, and I think they get into the tournament, provided they beat a couple of, if they pull off another Duke like last year. Rob and I were actually at that game when he threw up that shot at the uh, at the end of the second half and, and beat Duke. Um, but they're going to need, with 20 wins, they're going to need a couple of, of high RPI victories. You know? Well, I got an interesting text here, and I don't even know how, how well-versed you are on the, uh, we're talking, uh, uh, obviously, Q's Hoops right here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio Syracuse. Jim Beheim commented on this. I saw a little write-up about it, and somebody texted asking for your take on it, which I don't know if you have one yet. They are considering letting kids transfer as often as they want, meaning a kid will come, can come to Syracuse, transfer to another school <coughs> right away if they want to. The rule right now is you got to sit for a year. Yes, I'll so tell you, you why that rule is terrible. Year. Okay, please, yeah. I'll tell you why that rule is terrible. So... You come in, now remember, when this coach shows up, what's he going to say to you? I think you're going to play? Mm-hmm. No, he's coming to your living room. You're a blue-chip player. If you're a scholarship player at Syracuse University, you are a really talented high school athlete. He's not going to waste that scholarship slot on somebody he doesn't think will have an impact, at least potentially. Now, he's looking at him at 17, and he's offering the scholarship and trying to figure out how he's going to play at 21. So there's a lot of gray area in there. But still, he, they've done their homework. Now, that kid comes in, okay, and he goes and he plays, and it's his junior year, and they get another forward named Carmelo Anthony. Now, this guy has expectations of playing. He's done his two years of drag time. He redshirt freshman his first year, so that didn't even count. Then he's played two years, and now he's in his junior year with two more years of eligibility, and they pull in a 6'8 stud who's going to take his spot. And he knows, I'm not going to play anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play power forward. That kid doesn't have a right. He has to go sit out another year and go to another school because you recruited a kid that's better than him and he's not going to get his promised spot. I say no. I say that if that kid wants to go, he should be able to go. Now, they have hardship stuff. 
They have stuff where a kid gets hurt and they give him another year of eligibility and therefore he can transfer. Believe it or not, one of the things you can do, if Jim Beheim stepped down next year, mm-hmm. that kid can plead to the NCAA and say, I came here to play for Jim Beheim. Right. And so he gets an exception. So there are exceptions to the rule. There's a couple of things in college basketball and in college sports altogether. This is not one of the major ones. But the other one that I've talked about is just pay them to play. Mm-hmm. Let them get paid to play. Have a cap on what it can be, just like in the NBA, and say if you come, you can do whatever you want with the money. Let's manage the money and not pull off a lend bias situation where you hand a kid that doesn't have a lot of money before a $500,000 bonus and he dies of a cocaine overdose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we want to be uh, responsible about how we, we send, or maybe if he's a minor, we have the, the parents overlook. So, there's got to be something that we a can do. A trust or something. Well, again, like I've said, so I remember there was a year when I was on Best Damn Sports Show, period, there was a study going on about this and notre dame football had eight eight televised games eight televised games and the 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 financial package that was going to the university was like in the tv rights alone 10 times more money than it cost the university to run the football program where's that money go Mm -hmm. it goes to the college yeah it goes to the to, to buy build new buildings buy you know these guys have mri machines in their in their hospitals now but this is all being paid for by 19-year-old athletes running around a football field because of the television rights. Why isn't that athlete getting compensated? Not every one of them is going to go pro. If you put an endowment away from them, for them when they leave, it's just no different than, than here's one will get you. How many guys that go into the military go to college when they get done? How many? Do you know the percentage? I don't. Less than two. Less than 2% of all the guys, but that's the GI Bill. So I introduced an act and shot a documentary about it saying, why would we not allow a kid that serves his country and comes home and borrow that same money to open a business. What if he wants to open up a landscaping business? Mm -hmm. Let's lend him the money to buy a truck, a trailer, five lawnmowers, whatever he needs, and gear up to go become a productive guy. That same guy, he can take your leg, an MT in the military, and amputate your leg while people are shooting bullets at him out in the field. But when he comes back to New York, he has to take three years worth of courses in order to be an ambulance guy. He has to recertify and take all that because they give him no credit for what mm-hmm. he did in the military. The same thing's going to be said of this athlete. That's This is the analogy I'm trying to draw. He served that school and made that school some of the star players probably arguably millions of dollars. If you have a Heisman Trophy running back, that TV camera's chasing you around because sure. they want to see how the Heisman hopeful does. So if you're Alabama... And you're making ninety million, you know, fifty million dollars in TV rights per year. How many million does it cost to run your football team? Six, nine. Mm. You know, where's the other forty-one million go? And it's a sliding scale, obviously. The kid at Southern Connecticut State's not going to make the same as the kid at UNC. No, he's no, he's not. So you you, you make it a percentage. The players get divvied up depending on if they start, maybe by position. Maybe you set up some kind of algorithm mm-hmm. that does this for them. But certainly if the school's taking in more money than it costs. So you've got to let the school pay for the program. You know, you know. So for sure, they're giving these kids free education. There's 50 grand a piece to some of these better universities mm-hmm. right there. Knock all that off, all the expenses. And what's left over? Divvy it up. Divvy it up. Or some of it up. They're getting none of it right now. Mm-hmm. And you'd get away with, you, you'd, you'd re- remove all of the collusion going on with alumni associations. And years later, we hear all these reports about guys who got a car, whose mother got a house. Who's, well, you know, this does still go on. Believe it or not, it does. And it's hard to compete with the other schools that are known to do it versus the, the middle grade. You know, wh- wh- what do you think happens when you're recruiting at Vanderbilt? You know, versus recruiting at one of these monstrous universities where there are things going on behind closed doors. 
put it out in the open. Tell mm-hmm. them that we're going to give the guy $5,000 a week to play. That's $20,000 a month. That's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And his scholarship. And that goes to his family. You don't think that guy feels better? If he doesn't make it in the NFL, which very few of them do, particularly in basketball, what makes basketball the most elite sport of all professional sports? Do you know? No. There's only 12 guys in a basketball team. Right. There's 25 in baseball. There's 45 in football. It's, it's the most elite club. So how many guys are really going to go pro in basketball every year? Not that many. Not that many guys are going to go pro. It's a very elite club. But if that guy had some money and he realizes he's not going to make it, he's going to go to Europe or he's not going to play somewhere else, why shouldn't his pe- family have a hundred grand for you know at the end of the four years or whatever? I think it's a great idea. Well, we are talking here, and we'll cu- we'll continue to take your text. I, we've uh, got some hot texts coming in here, of course, on the text line three one five two eight eight zero six four four. Talking about transfers, NCAA wants to. Uh, Take away the sit for a year rule, and uh, we're of you course. Read that text. What does that say? Let me see. Take, 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 take it. Take the phone. All right. This oh, is Robin's texting me while I'm on air right now. Let's Honey, you're so sexy talking sports. This is like foreplay. Get it? Foreplay. Har har har. <laughs> it's coming into the text. It's a live text. You said oh, you got. Oh, he's awake. Larry. Right. Wait, How dare you shoot down? Tonight's date night. And a tonight's date night. There's no sports going on tonight or something? we got to get into all of this because you're here for a reason, uh, you are here uh, for Robin Walden. Oh, no. we'll get involved. You're listening to the Daniel Walden Show right here on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Tune in every Monday as Hall of Famer Floyd Little talks SU football with Steve and Seth on Orange Nation. Brought to you by Drivers Village and William Matar. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Sunday, the Giants travel to San Francisco to face the 49ers. Pre-game at 325. Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. There's so much that comes into play. Here's Crosby's extra point. It is good. The bench is empty. The Packers lose it 30-17 to to Detroit. The second win by the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field. Only the second win since 1991. Only the second time they win at Lambeau since 1991. Detroit 30, Green Bay 17. I'm going to read two, two line statistics. And it's going to tell you the story of the game, and I'm going to move on because the game sucked. <laughs> Stafford, 26 completions for 33 attempts, 361 yards, and two touchdowns. Hundley of Green Bay had 26 completions, equaling Stafford for 38 attempts for 245 yards. And zero touchdowns. Again, do the math. If he throws two more touchdowns and throws for another 100 yards, it's 14 more points, and Green Bay wins the game 31-30. So the difference was the quarterbacking in the game. He struggled. Uh, Hundley did quite a bit. Um, and Stafford just picked him apart. He was great deep. He was great short. He checked off. He called audibles. He did it all. And that was the difference in the game. And I will go on to say two 4-4 four and four teams who really cares? Mm. More importantly, Larry, Larry. Here is a story that has broken today that I think we must talk about. This is a big deal. This is, I mean, it, it. I've seen it happen before in my years on this earth where you look across the field and you see a legendary quarterback. I can remember specifically seeing Joe Montana in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform and thinking, 
that just looks so wrong. Yeah. I remember as a kid seeing Joe Namath in an L.A. Rams uniform and thinking, what's wrong with this? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Tom Brady himself. Tom Brady, dude. Tom Brady, New England quarterback's legend. He is on the trading block with the San Francisco 49ers. They inquired about him, and they wanted to know what it would take to get him out of New England and into San Francisco. Now, ultimately, Garoppolo was the one that they got, but actually there were talks about Tom Brady going to San Francisco. Now, I would, after winning MVP and winning the Super Bowl again last year, you would think that this would be an impossibility. Brady is quoted as saying, I know that anything can happen, and he does not rule out playing for another team. He would like to stay with the organization and play at a high level. But if he feels his services are not wanted on the Patriots and believes he can still play, he would not rule out quarterbacking for another team. How explosive would that have been? Well, okay, so so without any, you know, I mean, if they just, like, announced the Mm -hmm. fact that this is coming out, you know, post the Garoppolo deal. But, I mean, does this smell to you at all like they're lining the pavement a little bit for us for something to happen? Because... You know, he is 40 years old. Um, he's still playing at a high level. New England's number one at 6-2 and two in their division right now in the AFC East. And they're grooming their way up to an AFC championship again. So I would not be shocked to see New England in the Super Bowl again this year mm-hmm. um, with a 40-year-old quarterback. So how many years legitimately does he have left in the NFL? Right now, if you go by his playing level, well, geez, it looks like he's going to play for another five years. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. So he's not really slowed down very much, but wow, that blew me away. Really. Well, Belichick ain't going to get rid of him. As long as he's winning games, he's not going to get rid of him. And I got a feeling that was a lot of the reason that he didn't go anywhere. It's not like he was ever really like, you know, hey, let's get rid of Tom Brady. Belichick was not going to let him go. He's yes, a franchise but, guy. But, but take a look at how we relate this to the SU basketball story about should they be able to change teams. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 your guy... You're Johnny Manziel. You know, you've won the Heisman. You're coming out of college. And you're sitting there, and New England picks you. And you look at that and say, well, I'm not playing quarterback in New England, and I'm probably not playing quarterback in New England until Tom Brady decides he doesn't want to play anymore. And he's already said, I think I could play another four seasons. Do you want to go as a college athlete and go to a team that you know you're not ever going to have a chance of playing in unless the guy gets hurt. Mm-hmm. There's no shot that you're going to start over this guy. Do you want to go there? Is having Tom Brady this late in his career a bit of an albatross to the New England Patriots? Your thoughts, Josh? Well, I think that to give him four more years is a lot of time. I mean, if you look down some of the oldest guys that ever played, uh, Warren Moon played till he was... 44, so we could get four years there. Steve DeBerg played until he was... Uh, 46 or something. Something like that. Right. And then George Blenda. Played until he was like 50. He was 107 years old. Right. Yeah. George Blenda. 48. He played until he was 48 years 48. old. He was a kicker, though, at the end. Yeah. I mean, so Vinny Testaverde played until he was in his. He was 44. So this is the end. I mean, whether you like right, it or right, not, but, but, this but, is but, the end. But, but what you're missing is, in Blanda, he was a kicker. Vinny Testaverde, he had he sparked up a little bit. He ended up taking the Jets uh, Denver to the AFC Finals and lost uh, in his 40s. Now, you're talking about a guy 
who just won the Super Bowl again for the fifth time, and he was the MVP of the game. So mm-hmm. we're not looking at him like he's dropping off, you know, in his numbers. Yeah, he's doing fine. And remember too that that uh, John Elway came in and was was recruited by Baltimore by the Colts mm-hmm. and refused to play. So what did he do? Because he could throw a baseball at like 100 miles an hour, he said, I'm going to the Yankees, I'm not playing unless you trade my pick to somebody else. I will never play for the Colts. So he blackmailed them, used baseball, even though he had no intention of playing baseball, and ended up ultimately going to another team. So my, my point by bringing that story up is, again, are you looking at a franchise that is looking towards the future saying, yes, he's playing at a high level. How many more years and how can we get somebody to come in behind him and groom him for a couple of years that wants to play for New England? I don't know the answer. I'm speculating as to why New England would even entertain the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and now this is leaked out into the press. So, you know, I think that I think that it was more of a uh, John Lynch was interested. There was a discussion and then he got Garoppolo at the end of it. It well, wasn't like, you know, Brady was well, yeah, but and, ne- and never say never. So 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 when I ask you this, um, if you're to pick which player in their sport is going to be 100 years from now more famous mm-hmm. and, and more of a legend in their game, Tom Brady going to be to the NFL what Babe Ruth is to baseball? Wow. Um I mean, I think he's he's a big name. He's a guy. He's a guy you're going to talk about. Right. Hundred years. Is he going to be Babe Ruth? When you say baseball, I say, tell me the five biggest names. Babe Ruth's name's still there. Yeah. Babe Ruth's name's still there from the 1920s. Yes. Yeah. This is a century later, and you still mention him in the all-time. So a hundred years from now, are you going to go of the greatest NFL players ever? I don't know. He could be. He's that. He's done accolades that are that big. But the point that I'm trying to make is they traded Babe Ruth from Baltimore to the Yankees, for, from uh, Boston to the Yankees. So, and he went for like, no, he, you know, I think they got him for a little bit more than they paid the Indians for Manhattan. Yeah. And they, it, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty, pretty sloppy deal. And, and they gave up the greatest home run hitter at bat percentage wise there ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, I, I don't know. I'm just more shocked, the shock value to me of, that this was even entertained, and then it was it didn't get out while it yeah. was going on because yeah. I think that would have been great food for fodder in the press to talk about. It. Is Brady? Got, I can't imagine what the buzz was. You know, what, yeah. what was that like? So now we only get to look at it that it didn't happen. But does that open the door now that other people at the end of the season are going to say, "Hey, what do you want for Tom?" Because he's a great guy to bring in to groom a young guy in that. And that for the next two seasons, and, and and teach him the offense. And Brady's still going to start. Brady's not going to back somebody up. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah, you know this is what happened with Tony Romo when Tony Romo got hurt. Tony Romo was the franchise player on the Dallas Cowboys, and I tweeted as Nostradamus: Romo will never take another snap in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He will never take another snap. I was laughed at for making that prediction. Tony Romo never took another snap in the NFL after I wrote that. I wrote that the day after he got hurt. The great one has spoken. The great one has spoken. The great one. Well, you got to do today. The, the great one. Has the great one. <laughs> Robin. Robin, chime in. Oh, Larry. Patriots. Larry, why are you staring at Robin? Oh. Larry. Mm-hmm. Can you blame me? No, no, I can't. She's voluptuous. He loves lovely. my new headsets. <laughs> Today's my first. He's day mesmerized by your headset. headsets. He's mesmerized yes. by your cans, if yes, you will. I said, "Do you have your cans on, I Robin?" She immediately pulled her headsets. coat open. 
I can't stop touching my headset. I can never touch my headset either, Tony. You calling them cans? All right. Yes, they are. These are called cans that are on your head. Just because you have four cans on today doesn't mean that all of us. <laughs> Hello. I thought some were jugs. Well, <laughs> oh, my God. I've been working blue over Robin. here, Robin. Hey, ESPN. This is an ESPN show. When, when Larry has to fix his glasses <laughs> and get the steam out oh. and rub his eyes, you know you've hit a home run, Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry. All right. Well, we got to hit spots. We will come back. We will talk. I believe there no, is... No, I got more news in the NFL. Oh, I got dude. another surprise story. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Come on. All right. Come on. So we'll come back. You know how to get involved. 288-0644. That is the text line. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show Stay on tuned. ESPN Radio. Syracuse. Stay tuned for Robin. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? Basketball legend and TV analyst Charles Barkley does not believe vegetarians exist. It's not that vegetarians claim to not like meat. They just don't eat meat. 3% of Americans identify themselves as full-time vegetarians. Isn't everybody a part-time vegetarian? (laughs) In the Booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM and 1440 AM. The home of Mets baseball, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM and 1440 AM. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Colin Kaepernick back in the news, ladies and gentlemen. The Houston Texans believe that the best opportunity to win while Deshaun Watson recovers from his injury would be Colin Kaepernick. He's a natural fit into the offense that they run. He's obviously available right now. He does have a few things, some hurdles to get over, obviously the kneeling. And you're talking about, the besides the Dallas Cowboys, about the only other team that would be the worst for him to go to. Texas is a very patriotic state. Yeah. Um, and, their, and their neighbors and their arch rivals in the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, has made it well known that no one will kneel during the national anthem mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Or if you choose to kneel, you will not play during that game. I think Kaepernick's more desperate to play right now than he is to continue his protest. Well, there, there lies the interesting question. So if you're... The Houston Texans, and you're negotiating with the agent. Obviously, you can't put into a negotiation or in a contract. By the way, you can't kneel because that would be against his his constitutional rights for protest. Not necessarily because it is a private business. You you are an employee of a business. Well, right now the league does not have that rule. Jerry Jones has not said you can't kneel. Jerry Jones says you can't kneel and play. Gotcha. So he's been smart about how to circumvent this. And still stay within these guys' rights for protests. So, but here's the really bigger question: After the Houston's, the city of Houston has won the World Series with the things that have occurred, natural disaster in that city, they've got something to rally around. Is this a wise move for Kaepernick, particularly if he thought he was still going to kneel? Because the Texans themselves are allowing kneeling right now. Yeah, I think it's a big, big, big publicity move for him. To stand during the anthem now, should he get? Because no one wants him over because they of this won't issue. touch him. And I, I well, he's, think, a, he's a talented quarterback, yeah. and he fits into this run and shoot type of offense that they run down there. He's a perfect fit. He actually is somebody that you know. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm hoping he doesn't come there because you might be sitting down for a while with mm-hmm. this guy. He can play. Yeah, you might get so, better and not play. I'd like to see him go there. I'd like to see him play, and I'd like to see him stand during the national anthem. I really would, and find some other way. 
to protest the things that he believes in and he feels strongly about. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that that works out for him. Emotions uh, will run high in Texas to see in anticipation of what he does mm-hmm. uh, to start things off. But uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, don't be surprised if you see Kaepernick in a Texans jersey soon. Wow. That's my. That's what I'm hearing. I do have a couple of things breaking off the K-Rock text. Oh, I'm sorry, not that one. <laughs> sorry. Hey, no! Got the wrong station here. Oh, thank you, Larry. Off the ESPN to text line. Uh, very nice compliments. Daniel is great. Needs a second hour. Ooh. Yeah, hey, no. And we are getting national press. I don't know how to break this to you. This is a very big get. Talkers Magazine has just released... Your story about being here on ESPN Radio, directly under an article about American Family Farmer Radio. (laughs) So really, very big publication there. It's American Family Farmer Radio. Is it me and Robin, the plow and the hoe? (laughs) Okay! Okay! Look at the face of shock. Wow, Larry's walking out. Larry! Larry! He won't touch it. He won't touch it. Don't jump, Larry. You're so young. Of course, it's the first story, but don't jump, Larry. Please, Larry. So soon, maybe someday, Robin. Will you got be nothing, right Robin. American no comeback. Family fun. I'm just visualizing you in your overalls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby. You yeah. Go there. All right, so let's let, let's talk about. It. First of all, Robin made a comment when we went to break, and yeah. she said, "You know, I have often been known to be Daniel's Lucille Ball." You sure, know, so, sure. So, you know, she's she sets me up sometimes. It's actually more of a Ricky Ricardo, and I'm well. We share Lucy roles. But I got to tell you a story, just so you understand the fodder that is supplied to me nonstop. Robin has her kids. She's living in Celebration, Florida. Mm-hmm. And she goes and shops at a place called Publix, which is the equivalent to our Wegmans. It's a grocery where, store, where, yeah. where, where, where shopping is a pleasure. So Robin runs in last minute. They're closing the doors, and she needs to get some hot chocolate. So she's running up and down the aisle. She can't remember where it is. And they, these guys and, and women that work there have these very distinctive blue vests. Green. Green vest. Yeah, okay. So sorry, Robin. Did you want to tell the story? The last thing she said to me was, I suck at telling stories. You go ahead and tell it. Okay, uh-huh. okay. No, you just, just do the, you just keep I'm doing the correct. You should you should chime in. Chime in. Chime in. So green. she sees the green vest mm-hmm. and she runs up behind this person and taps him on the shoulder and they turn and they stand up and it is a very, very no, large No, I say something first though. Oh, she says something. Okay. I so say, what did you say? I say I say I say, excuse me. Do you know what aisle the hot chocolate's on? And he turns around and stands up, and he's a six-foot-five African-American. He goes, you looking at it, baby? <laughs> yeah, and then we, we both like are turned bright red. Do you so know what aisle the hot chocolate's in? Like, that man has yeah. waited so 25 years for someone to ask he him He has aisle. waited for that for the a long time. As a matter of fact, he didn't even work there. <laughs> he just, he just, he just been the sitting around with the green-blue green, yeah, green blue vest. Yeah, green-blue vest, bluish-green. So, so uh, I want to do a little talk now. You know, we've been visiting this before, but there is such a subject for women, and I've learned this now since I'm doing a sports show again. As and this subject is called sports seduction. Oh, okay. Now, the, the, now to us as I like men, it. you like. I know you like it. Robert. Do you have any central music queued up, Larry? Like yeah, Larry, some Larry. central seduction. Yeah, Larry, not your central music. <laughs> What most people think, he's going to come out with, like, you know, Kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little nice. Marvin. Yeah, little Marvin Gaye. Look up Marvin yeah, Gaye. Yeah, about some Marvin, Larry? Yeah, let's set the mood here. sexual healing? Ooh. Give me some sexual healing in the background. I'll do he, this he voice. He just found his... I'll do this voice for you. His mixed CD there. That's not sexual healing. Uh, no, it is not. No, he was... It's not sexual healing. No, he brought up... I want gen- sexual healing. He Larry. literally wants the song Sexual Healing. I want Larry the song. Oh. Wake up, wake up. Let's oh. make love tonight. Sorry. 
Yeah, because you do it right. <laughs> I just like watching Larry do it. Right. Here. This is the Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Radio Circus nationally. You seduce me with that voice. Every I do. I try. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now I can get into it. You Sports ready? seduction with Sports Daniel seduction. Baldwin. So what are the things that can lure a man away from Monday Night Football or from a sporting event? So I'm going to tell you in this house, Robin knows the keys. I'm so it's, smart. It's not. It's. It, it, she knows it's not food, no matter how good the meal. Mm-hmm. She knows there's one thing that gets me away. Oh. So what does she do? She goes upstairs, and she throws on the little red number. Yeah, right. She texts. She takes a picture of herself in bed in the little red number, and sends it down. And texts it to me on my phone. I mean, you, you know, in the cartoons when you hear sheriff, bing, 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 yeah, and the and the thing is Feeds gone don't with fail a cloud of dust. Yep. If I don't hear anything in like three minutes, because you're focused on the game, I call you and tell you to look at your text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times that it comes up. I don't even look because I don't know it's Robin. So you might want to look at your text. And I mean, I'm already, you know, Bona Lisa. <laughs> Bona Lisa. Larry is. Uh, Larry's. Where's asking. Larry? I can't see him. He's bending down laughing. Larry, I'd like you to forward that text in if you guys yeah, don't yeah, mind. Yeah, Just, yeah. Uh, so, so, so last night. For archival purposes. But I've learned how to make. I've learned how to make everybody happy. You, honey, no, no. But check this out, though. So now here's why I want Robin to be here today because, Uh-oh. of course, I am up those stairs faster than I can't even tell you. Yeah. So I get up there and I walk in and she's got Monday Night Football on, in the red number. Watching the game, Robin. She's watching the I'm game, luring him. So, upstairs so, into bed. So there's the big red flag because she didn't call me. She put the number on just to get me up there, because for Robin, what's important, dear? I want to go to sleep with you, laying next to me. Yeah, she only wants. So she'll go as far as taking off the flannels, fixing, teasing the hair wild, throwing on a tiny little see-through, like what sick what? negligee, and then leaves the game on to keep me there. Knowing yes. that I'm getting yes. nothing, yes. you were getting. That's I'm called, getting nothing. I'm getting no action. That's called highly intelligent woman. And, I, and, I, and I come flying up the stairs, and then go, there goes the quilt. It there goes the big blanket. Time, she rolls herself in it like a cocoon. Yeah. So I'm, I, I can't smell it anymore. I forget about saying. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm talking about the outfit. Yeah. Oh. So so she's rolled up in it, and she goes. Stay here. I have the game on. She just needs me laying next to her, but she has totally worked me into Robin. a frenzy, thinking that it's all going to happen. Trust me, this wouldn't last by the time I get up there more than two minutes. No. So, I mean, she, she's got me so worked up. Could have been a commercial break, uh, uh, that's Robin. It. Robin, during the commercial, do you use Ivory John? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all we would have taken, Robin. Everybody wins. So, 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 false promises have been implied. And what happens? She falls asleep. And I'm watching the game. Oh, and you're happy. And last night was worse. I fell asleep. No one. I, I go. I'm like doing the, the slow hand on the shoulder, sure, the little yeah. neck massage. You know, and I mean, Stafford rolls up, and I'm, I'm trying not to look because I don't want to break the concentration. Because as soon as she sees me look at the TV, she wins. Yeah. And I realize what she's done to me. I realize. So I'm right, at, and I fall asleep. She watches the game. It's called sports seduction. Sports it is sports seduction. You're, the, you're like the ninja. You are a you're, you're kill bill. sexual a woman, ninja. A woman's got to do what a woman's got to do. I don't want to go to sleep without you, so you got to come upstairs. we got to hit spots. Sexual ninja Robin Baldwin in the studio. Unbelievable. We will come right back. Get ready to close things out. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio Syracuse. Saturday, the Orange return home to face Wake Forest in the Loud House. Pre-game at one kickoff at three. Catch Syracuse football all season long on TK99 at ESPN AM 1200.
This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Larry, are we back, Larry? We're back, Larry. Larry, are we back? Need to see yes, we're back. <laughs> this this is going, it's out of control. Out of Listen, control. this show has gotten so big right now that they're coming in from the hallway going, they're not getting you on the internet. And where were we? In Guam wasn't get, picking us Gu- up? Guam is crashing. We cannot get the feet Guam in Guam. Guam is crashing. The military guys are, are they're rioting right now. And what I understand, and this is a great compliment to our show, the great one, the great one, Ed Levine, who is now, I think, uh, is he is he parasailing in, in Utica or something? I believe so. Yeah, he's doing, he's do, he's doing, he's doing he's something. He's doing the great parasailing he, adventure he's doing, he's out in Utica. He's, he's hot air ballooning yes. in, in Utica, and the great one is saying he is not picking up the show very well. It has been remedied, yes. It, We're trying to get the stream so, to fix so for him. let's do a shout out to, hi boss, how yeah. are you? Yes, the great one, yes. Larry, anything for the great one who you've never met? Larry Larry's, has never met the great Larry one. Larry has never met. How long have you that, been here? It's better that way, Larry. Uh, I've been here since June. <laughs> You've been here since June. June. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you see Ed walk by and go, yeah, buddy, it's a black Mercedes. Pull it right up. <laughs> just, just hand him keys, you know. Yeah. Hey, guy, could you put some toilet paper in that bathroom of mine in there, please? Yeah, that's what he said to me when I met him. He thought I, was, yeah, he thought I was a commando boy. Yeah, can I help he you? Can I help he you, uh, sir? He did. He thought I was. It's all right. Because I know the secret. He is no different than me, Mr. Lee. Mm. And no disrespect. But his wife is the HMFIC for sure. I don't, oh, oh, I yeah, got gotcha. you. I got So you. when I walk by her, I walk with uh, upright, yes, man. Well, aren't no they man. all? They all are. Oh my God! She, you just she, recounted how Robin and, and, and he will proudly tell you because I had a brief conversation with him because my wife, uh, they're, they're all the same tribe. Sure. And, uh, and 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 I do, I do, I do say to Robin, you know, I learned, I learned a long time ago. You know, Ed's been in his relationship a long, long time because he knows the secret. Okay, honey, what do you want? You know I mean, I mean it's it. the easiest way. It. And so he knows that she definitely is probably smarter than him, mm-hmm. and, she, and Robin is smarter than me. So I get to do the nuts and bolts stuff, yeah. and, 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 and I supply the puzzle, and I put the frame on the outside. But the hard part, they do. They do, yes. for sure. Don't I've been married think, 10 Robin, years, that same way. You, you look like win a dream date with Ox again. Right. What's going on over there? We're... Uh, we're getting the sign from Larry. Smart we're, 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 we Larry, give us a sign. We're out of here. Larry, yes. Larry, Larry, wind it up. He's frantic. All right, that's going to do it for talk us. Sports. Oh well, the Robin and Baldwin show coming up next. <laughs> 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 All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Brent Axe is up next. Of course, you know how to get in touch at ESPN Syracuse on Twitter. This has been the Daniel Baldwin show on ESPN Radio.